Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. Before we dive in today, I want to say a special thanks to um, all the people that help on Wednesdays to make our uh, junior choir and Kids Connection a, a great success. And so um, for Judy and Jane and uh, Melanie and Ashley and Ramona and did I forget anybody else, Ashley? That's everybody? Thank you all for all that you guys do. Um, you guys, uh, those kids, really, wow, the kids and the choir, I mean, I don't need to preach today. You guys, all of you did a great job today. Thank you guys for, for doing that. But nevertheless, I'm con- contractually obligated to at least give you a little bit of a message today. And, and we're bringing our sermon series to a close. We're closing out our sermon series on 1 John, the, the life and the light and the love. Uh, and, and I hope and pray that, that you've been reading through this and maybe um, taken some time to, to look through uh, this letter that was written to a church that was struggling. And it wasn't very far removed from being that far from the disciples and Jesus. So it's not like, you know, they're like us today that that are so far removed from Jesus that we've forgotten the story. These guys were still fresh on the story, and yet they had troubles in their life as they tried to share the light and be love. So if we can realize that that this story was written to them, but it also can speak to us today, we can find some truth and challenging words for us to hear. Will you join me in prayer? Gracious God, as we come to you today, may the scripture reading speak to us and touch our hearts in such a way that we open ourselves up to what you are calling us to do, to live a life that is centered and focused upon you to be the light of the world, and to show your love to everyone. Lord, be with us on this day and every day. And all of God's people said, Amen. Our scripture lesson for today comes from 1 John chapter 5, verses 9 through 13. Listen to these words. If we receive human testimony, God's testimony is greater. Because this is what God testified. He has testified about his son. The one who believes in God's son has the testimony within. The one who doesn't believe God has made God a liar. Because that one has not believed the testimony that God gave about his son. And this is the testimony. God gave eternal life to us. And this life is in his son. The one who has the Son has life. The one who doesn't have God's Son doesn't have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of God's Son so that you can know that you have eternal life. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. The author is challenging us today to live a life centered and focused on Christ, to to have Jesus be a part of who we are and have that kind of, what I've been saying, be unapologetically Christian and not be scared to share how the good news affects us and, and share with the world why we do what we do because we love God. Our world puts up barriers and says, 
You can't share your faith by doing this. You, 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 know, you can't talk about faith here. You can't talk about faith here. You may not be able to talk about it, but you can live it. I'm reminded of a third grade teacher, and I may have told you this story before, but I'll never forget that third grade teacher, Miss Renbarger, in Calumet, Oklahoma. She's actually now the uh, um, dean of students there at the school in Calumet. But Miss Renbarger came to me one day and said, Pastor Matt, you, every week you challenge us, and I'm sick and tired of these challenges you give us because the Spirit is speaking me to do something in my community. I looked at her and I said, Well, what do you want to do? Can I collect canned good items? for people in our community to have food to eat during Thanksgiving? I don't know, can you? Yeah, go do it. I don't see why the school wouldn't object to feeding the community. I don't see why they would say anything wrong about that. And who cares if they just happen to bring it over to the Methodist church so we can distribute it? You know, that's just the where it is. We were the center part of town. We were the only church that had a pastor that lived in town. So why not bring the canned goods there so I, we could sort them and make sure they got where they needed to go? And I'll never forget what she told me. She said, I'm doing this not for my name in the paper or, or my name anywhere else. I'm doing this to show my kids what Christ's love looks like, but I'm not going to tell them that's what it is because I can't, but I can show them. That is her story. That is her song. And those stories like that, that touch and change us throughout our, our lives, and we remember those people who have done that for us, and, and some of them we can call mom, and some of them we are people that we connected to. I'll never forget this week, I had someone just, I, I was at Walgreens, I was checking out, and this woman saw my name tag and, and was questioning about our church, and, and she looked at me and smiled and said, well, I attend the, the church at Holbart. And my pastor says, I should attend your church because you guys are doing amazing things. I said, well, that's not right. He should try to keep you. And he said, well, I know my church is dying. And she said, I know my church has life. And, I, and, I, and he's trying to get us to have life. And what a better way to do that than to send us out into the world. Church, our stories and our songs are, are so important to share that, that we cannot be afraid to show our story. I'll never forget my mom. She showed me what prevenient grace looked like. She, she made me so Methodist that she never even told me about what grace was. She just lived it. Now, you've been around me long enough to know that I need a lot of grace in my life. And that I do make mistakes. And if we can share that grace with one another, it's amazing how you can touch and change people's lives. Your story and your song, they matter. Don't let anybody not let you live out your faith in a way that can transform the world. So what is your story? What is your song? Maybe you know where I'm getting if you've looked at the bulletin and seen what the next song is. But Blessed Assurance is one of my favorite hymns. You can't even hear the name Blessed Assurance without singing the chorus. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Do you know about the author of this hymn? The author of the hymn was named Fanny Crosby. She was blind at the age of six weeks 
and was a lifelong Methodist who began composing hymns at age six. She wrote over 8,000 gospel hymns, blind. And she drew her inspiration out of her faith. Do you know about the story of how Blessed Assurance was written? A a friend of hers named Phoebe Knapp was, was sitting there one day, and she said, hey, let me play this melody for you. So she began to play the melody. She says, what does this melody say to you? Crosby replied, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. And then began to pen and write the rest of this now famous hymn. A hymn writer that was blind. Amazing, isn't it? She lived a life that, 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 that showed what God's love looked like and how she can utilize what gifts she has, even though she had a few limits. I mean, a hymn writer being blind, that's almost like a joke, a bad joke. You know, like a priest, a rabbi, walk into a bar kind of joke kind of thing. A blind hymn writer writes, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. This is my story, this is my song. If we live our lives out like that, could you imagine how easy funeral sermons would become? We wouldn't have to search for source material. Your life would speak it, and people would know it. Be a person whose life speaks. Don't be afraid to share how God makes an impact on you. Or how God is working on you. And, so, and sometimes it's working through things. I, I know that um, when I was dealing with the loss of my mother, I had to work through that grief. And, and, and I need to lean on Jesus. I'll never forget that night, the night before she passed. Listening to Johnny Cash, my mother's favorite hymnal CD. My sisters have banned me from listening to that CD ever again. But I listen to it as often as I can. Because I remember that moment. I remember that time, and I remember leaning on God in the midst of that sadness and saying, help me in the midst of my grief. I learned that from her. Because I'll never forget the time when when Dad had his heart attack and, and, and I was angry, and she just looked at me and smiled and said, trust in God, and it will be all right. We didn't even attend church at that point. We didn't even, like, that wasn't even a conversation that we had on Sunday morning. Our Sunday morning conversations were centered around uh, this week's football game and and other things that were going on at the college or our lives, but yet she would model a life of faith. Our testimonies are important. Our stories, our songs, they speak truth to how God works in this world. And when we can open ourselves up to that and let our lives speak, could you imagine how we can show God to this world? And it's not that hard. Actually, I believe sharing God in this world is probably the easiest it's ever been because of Facebook. You just hit share. And you can share your faith that easily. You just click share. 
But sometimes sharing our faith is not that easy because there's brokenness. There's things we're still working on. God is still working on us, and we're working that out. One day, someone tried to tell Fanny that had she been born later in modern times, there could have been an operation that could have restored her faith. Instead of being bitter about it, she replied, I don't know that I would have changed anything. Do you know what the first thing I'm ever going to see is? The face of Jesus. She knew, even though she was limited by sight. She knew that one day she was going to see God face to face and meet Jesus and see Jesus face to face. And the very first thing that she ever sees is Jesus' face. And that motivated her and drive her to live out a life that where she could see Jesus' face. And folks, that's what we should long for. That's what should motivate us. That's what should drive us is living a life where our story and our song not only praise the Savior all the day long, but drive us toward God. And if you open yourself up to that, can you imagine how your life will speak? So I want you to think about your story. I want you to think about your song. You know, this year we're celebrating the 175th anniversary of Methodism being in the Tahlequah area. And I would love to hear how this church has made an impact on your life and faith. Now, I'm not going to give you a deadline, although this, the first week in December is when we're going to celebrate those and would love to read those up until this point. So you got to like the first week of December to share something with me. But I want to hear your testimony. I want to hear how God is working on you, how God has worked on you and shaped you and molded you. Because when you do that, it gets a little bit easier each time you do it. And not only just sharing it, but live it. And so live a life that surely shows that blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. If you do that, you're nailing down those two commandments, loving God and loving your neighbor. So go be the light, life, and love of Christ in your world this week. Let us pray.